Matthew chapter 11, verse 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Are thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive the sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Now going down to verse 16. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he had a devil. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold a man gluttonous and a winebiver, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Then he began he to operate the cities, wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Well unto thee, Chorazin, well unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago and in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. At that time, Jesus answered and said, As I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my joke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my joke is easy, and my burden is light. So today's devotion brings us two encouragements from the heart of Christ. Uh, we are reading in Matthew 11, verse 2, and then jumping to uh, uh, verse 28, actually. So two encouragements from the heart of Christ. The first one is in verses 2 through 6. The second one is in verses 27, uh, uh, sorry, 28 through 30. So first encouragement. At the beginning we have verses 2 through 6, John the Baptist asked, are thou he that should come, or do we look for another? He's in prison. He's sending to ask this question. Now, this is the same John the Baptist who said, Behold the Lamb of God. 
And the same who said, I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. John bear records and saw all these signs confirming that this was the one. And yet, later in his life, he was wondering, you know, I wonder if you really are. Um, and that could be us many times. No one prayer meeting, we are so sure of the Lord. But later, we could be asking, are thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Or we may ask, God, does God really care about prayer? Maybe, maybe we are not praying right. But what, what was Christ's answer? He didn't say, yes, it's me. That would have been enough, right? Because he is Christ. He could, he could have said, yes, it is me. But instead, he says, tell him, the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. What is he doing? He's quoting his own words in Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 6. Even being incarnated and physically present, the Lord chooses to show him biblical proof. Because John needed to have his faith strengthened. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And he does exactly the same thing with us today, when we ask these kinds of questions. Because God comforts his doubting people with his own word. He knew John was just a man like you and I. He was in prison, he spent a time in prison. He was maybe getting discouraged. We don't know. Something prompts him to ask this question. But God sent his word and said, John, look what's happening, and remember what Isaiah says? There's your answer. And John's faith was strengthened, no doubt. So us too, sometimes we can be assured during these prayer meetings that the Lord's face will shine once more. But sometimes we grow weary. Because we, we get to see this generation, and we, we can kind of liken it as the generation in this chapter. We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. People are moved. Everything seems the same. Uh, we play the song of the gospel to them. Beautiful song. And they are moved. And we ourselves are unmoved as well. And we also lament their eternal state as well. And they are unmoved. So... We sometimes see that this uh, generation is like the cities of Bethsaida and Chorazin. You know, if the miracles that were done were done here, uh, what would happen? What would happen in our churches? So we can get discouraged when we ask, does kingdom advance really happens at all? Or does prayer, does God really answer prayer? And it's good to voice these questions because the Lord knows us very well and he will answer us with his word, the things concerning himself. So <clears throat> do you realize that Christ did the same thing in the road to Emmaus? When they were wondering about Christ, instead of showing himself to them, first he gave biblical proof to those discouraged ones. And beginning at Moses, <clears throat> and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they said, uh, as a response to what 
said, did not parts burn within us while he opened to us the scriptures? So we see that Christ has a heart for us when we begin to wonder, like John the Baptist. And he comforts his people by his word, reminding us of the things concerning himself. So that's the first encouragement, verses 2 through 6. John the Baptist gets an answer. And so for our second encouragement, if we think about that we need to remember who Christ is and, his, and what his word says about him, we have that in verses 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those are beautiful words that we need to remember when we pray. That's the beauty of Christ and his heart for sinners. I recently learned that the focus of this passage is not our performance, but Christ. You know, we can read this and think, oh boy, I am burdened and heavy laden, and if I want any rest, I better start working on being more meek and lowly. And we end up, we end up actually creating more work, more burden. And the point of the passage is not more burden, it's less burden. In fact, the text is not about us at all, but about learning what Christ is like. How is he like? That he is meek and lowly in heart. And that because he is meek and lowly in heart, he will take us up. He will not cast us away. By learning this, we will find rest for our souls. How? How does learning this help us find rest? Because by nature, we see the Lord how he is not. We see him as a hard taskmaster. We see him, we think he's angry at, uh, at us all the time. We think he's cold and careless. We think he's disappointed. So the Father needs to reveal to us who Christ really is, for no man really knows his son except the Father. And then we learn that he is meek and lowly in heart. Come unto me, I will give thee rest. He that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. So when we have mistaken him for a hard taskmaster, he is in fact a tender savior. So for us, praying family, when we come to him to pray for revival, think about Christ's tender heart. Looking unto Jesus, lest he be weary and faint in your minds. That's where weariness comes from. Think about him. You know, Christ, in his earthly ministry, he always went out of his way to have mercy on people, to heal them. He helped them in their unbelief. He was moved with compassion when he saw the crowds like sheep uh, who had uh, no shepherd. Christ said to the thief on the cross, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Christ prayed for Peter when Satan was about to sift him like wheat, and then later restored Peter after he fell, saying, Feed my sheep. He humbled himself to the lowest. Above all things, he went to that cross for us, resurrected, went to prepare a place for us, and ever lives to make intercession for us. So learn of me. He says to us in this last encouragement, in conclusion, the more you know who I am, the more you understand why my joke is easy and my burden is light.
Amen.